You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. All right, guys, before we go on our two-week break, uh, Sarah's back from Europe, and we have a special guest today because Khadija's in Cuba, so Carrie's joining us, and you guys both have big races we're going to want to hear about that you guys did this past weekend. But first, most importantly, Carrie went on a girl's trip, and I want to know (laughs) all about the girl's trip. (laughs) I mean, sorry, Ironman champion Sarah True. I'm going to talk about my girl's trip (laughs) You know, way more fun than I had, I'm sure. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Well, well, you know, yes. So this is the year that my girlfriends and I, for the most part, collectively turned 50. And uh, some of my girlfriends I've known since first grade. uh, So we, eight of us got together in North Carolina last week on Lake Norman. My, My friend has a home on Lake Norman, which I did not understand the opulence of Lake Norman until I went there. Um, And like, let me just preface and say, I love my girlfriend. She has earned everything that she's gotten in life. She's badass, awesome business person. And uh, her, but girlfriend's house is 15,000 square feet. Oh, yeah. It had a slide inside and a movie theater inside. Yeah. Yeah. So where was this? You said, sorry, this was in North Carolina. Yeah, it's outside of Charlotte. Okay, okay, that makes a little more sense. I was like, I don't think they make fifteen thousand square foot houses in San Francisco. Like, no, no, sure. no, no, no. This, <laughs> this, but yeah, like she, we were on, we were on the boat because, of okay. course, we were on the boat. And, of uh, course, <laughs> yeah. And we're driving like two houses down. She's like, "Do you know who Denny Hamlin is from NASCAR?" And I'm like, "I have no, no. idea." I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he lives two doors down, right? Nice. Uh, and yeah, so it's like, it's that neighborhood, but all that to say 10 years ago, when we turned 40, we all went to Nashville and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, like hitting the town, getting drunk. And like this year we're like, y'all just want to order some pizza, <laughs> just stay in and drink some wine. And that's what we did all weekend long. And so it was awesome. It was, it, it was great because we're also at the age two where uh, we had like a moratorium on social media posts, mm, you know, like oh. nothing got posted. People were just like, Hey, look, if you want to, if you want to drink too much, great. If you're not drinking great. Uh, if your marriage is in shambles, let's talk about it. Or if you don't want to, let's not yeah, talk probably about never it. post that on social media. If someone else's marriage is in shambles, like I no! think that's a good rule. <laughs> like- I mean, yeah. So it was just like a fun, safe space for all of us to, to hang out. And have you guys been on, I've been on things before on like a bachelorette where people, yeah, they freaked out about things getting put on Instagram, even though they, like, they weren't super controversial and went and told people to take them down. Have you ever been in something where people like, like, I feel like that's like more a thing with the, the younger, the younger crowd I think, now. I think I'm too old. I just, I just would never post personal things about other people online. So yeah, that's just weird. Well, I was like, I that actually wanted to be out. established. 
Okay. It weird. It actually weirded me out that someone went around and told everyone to take the pictures down just because like some, you know, like we're all 27 or whatever at the time drinking's not like, it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing illegal happening here. There's nothing weird happening here. Why? So I thought it was weird. People wanted everyone to take pictures down, but then some people obviously felt very strongly about this. So I feel like it might be a. I have been in a situation where I had just met two running friends dating boyfriend girlfriend and I think I posted about the race we did and then the the boyfriend told me I had to untag the girlfriend because they were both newly divorced and like not supposed Mm. to be dating yet Mm. oh yeah so there was that that. but I would say that that. was the most controversial thing that I would have done yeah, I just Which, had a old old friend from high school. I went to junior prom with this guy, junior high school prom, and yes, we were drinking terrible, like natural natty light in the back of a limo, as you did in Ohio. And so he, don't ask me how, still has these photos of us make it out that landed on Facebook a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. What? And, yeah, and uh, you know, like I. I don't. don't you feel like you're at the age that you don't really care though? Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, no. I don't care. But like I had a couple of girlfriends kind of do the side text and they're like, are you going to tell them to take it down? And I'm like, no, I'm just more curious why he had them like at the ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weird part to me. It's the people who decide to post this stuff. Like <laughs> right? that's the big question. Like what is going through your mind? You're like, yeah scrolling back because you're not scrolling back through junior prom photos <laughs> no yeah wait like, there's a lot of work that went it, into that it, it was awesome. before digital cameras right, right. this is before digital right. cameras so yeah. he scans those photos yeah either that or like you know takes the photo of a photo i mean Ooh. there was some work involved in this probably guys as somebody who like <laughs> randomly posts stuff on the internet random time he probably thought it was funny he probably was like oh this is hilarious carrie will think this is funny and that's exactly you know, what yeah. he that's exactly what it was i i've again like totally cool but it was just funny that we're all like how did he come up with that so quickly like <laughs> Why do you have that? Why does he still have them? <laughs> I know. I you're know. the one no. that got away, Carrie. You're the one that no. got away. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like, hobby. yeah, he's like married with six kids and they're all homeschooled. Like he's doing fine, but like, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all right, that was our, we just went down a deep hole of social media. So about that. Iron Man. Right. Yeah. So. Today on today's episode, we will actually hear about Sarah's Iron Man and Carrie's actual race, not just her girl's ship, her 12-hour race. And uh, we're going to talk about Jocelyn's not crashing anniversary all after the break. So Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using Amino Coast Heal as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah, it seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate-flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie, and I love that it helps accelerate muscle 
muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo Heal Chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like, tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at aminoco.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's aminoco, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing and use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner in Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits. You can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed, and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. All right, so both Sarah and Carrie did big races last weekend. Uh, I feel like everyone knows about Sarah's Sarah won Ironman Frankfurt, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, and then Carrie did a 12 hour race. So we have questions for both of you. We have lots of questions. Carrie raced longer. That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and Sarah, uh, I had never seen your 2019 footage Mm. until, I'd only heard of it vaguely until Kelly posted it kind of in our show notes. Uh, no, it was in Kelly. I'm sorry, Kelly. It was in your, your triathlonish newsletter. And I was like, I oh, did. I linked to yeah. it. I said, uh, it's got to feel good coming back from this. And I thought everyone had seen it, Sarah, but apparently no. Have you ever watched it? You've watched it. Some of it. Yeah. 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 So I don't know what you're talking about. It looked totally normal to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, wow, that was, it was traumatic to see. And then juxtaposed with like, just how freaking awesome you looked coming across the finish line this past weekend. So congratulations. Oh, thanks. It's definitely nicer to cross the finish line than be taken off the course with like 700 meters to go. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's interesting because I don't think it was, uh, you know, front and center of my mind the way people assume where I signed up for the race. I'm like, oh yeah, I've raced there before. Kind of like the course, whatever. And everybody else was like, yeah, she's going there to redeem herself, like build it up this big thing. Like, no, I just kind of like the course and you know, yeah, I had a bad experience there, but whatever. <laughs> I feel like you've raced so many places. You probably have had bad experiences. At different on many rates, that sounds terrible. That would sound to no, be, no, no. you know what I mean? Like, out of once you race for 20 years, I'm sure there are lots of courses. Totally, it's it's just one race of many where things have just you know gone not awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Having never won an Ironman, I don't think anyone here has won an Ironman, right? Uh, what is it like afterwards? How, like, do you? Do they give you the banner? Do you have to go to drug testing right away? Do you have to start greeting finishers? You know how the the winner always comes back to greet the final finishers? Do they tell you that? Is there like a whole pro- protocol? Like, yeah. What so happens? They do request that you come back, um, but it's so much fun. Right. And what I appreciate about Frankfurt is they have a noise ordinance. <laughs> so they have to end at 10 p.m. <laughs> so oh yes, thank you. Because that means Sarah can go to bed at a reasonable time. Wait, does that um, mean they have to finish earlier? Yeah. yeah. So uh, the, what is it? 15, 15, 16 hours? It's 17 15, cut off usually. Yeah, yeah so normally. two less hours. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, and it still starts at 7 a.m.? It starts at 7, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Take Frankfurt off my list. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the downside. But the upside is that for somebody who's very soft and needs lots of sleep, like me, uh, I can go back to the finish line at a reasonable time because they turn off all of the, you know, the nice. music. And yeah. So that, that part was cool. Um, I don't know. You just, it's not that dissimilar where you cross the finish line and you just want some water and, but yeah, I had to do drug testing. You have to do some interviews and stuff. Um, What's cool about this race is they have, I've never been to another race with this. They have a shower truck. Mm, Roth has that too. Maybe it's a Germany thing, but here's my question. Cause in in Roth, it was co-ed. Oh no, it's different sides. Okay. Yeah. So there was a, there was a male side and a female side. Um, Although if I wanted to, I could have easily looked over the curtain, but whatever. Um, (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like that's super awesome. You get done with an Ironman and like, especially since it was a few hours before I could go back to my hotel, but I could take a, I could take a shower. Um, Of course, who packs a towel? I did pack clean clothes, Um, but yeah, yeah, that's about it press okay. conference you know no, that's smart so I definitely have seen yeah. people after they've wa- like still wandering around like three hours later in their kit like delirious yeah yeah, yeah. I I did not see this but I heard that after like Courtney Dewalter won Western States you 
you know, she's talking and she's doing her post-race interviews. And basically she's like, hang on a second. She yeah, like, has to go yeah. throw up. And oh, you know, because it just, you know, like that, it just, yeah. it hit her in that <laughs> moment after 15, 16 hours of racing. So like, For does sure. that, is that ever a fear? Did you uh, throw up on camera? She, that's what she's trying to ask. Did you throw up on I, camera? I think you did not throw up on camera, but they had to wait to do the, uh, the, the like podium awards thing um so they do one that's right after like the top three finishers because i needed to use the restroom and it was quite far away uh i was just like uh we're going now and of course like i have my drug control officer with me and it becomes this whole ordeal they have Um, to follow you yeah yeah so no vomiting but I was like, after St. George World Champs, that happened to Daniela. And I was like, that happened to Daniela after St. George World Champs, after she won. And I was like standing there with a the microphone. And then I was like standing outside the port of like holding this microphone, just like waiting for her to come back out. Yeah, no, it was, it was a close call. I made it good. almost an emergency. Would have, yeah, not been a good situation. Was that yeah. after the shower or before the shower? Before, <laughs> before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to stop like, oh, we can't, we can't do this little like awards thing until I go take a shower. Jocelyn, <laughs> <laughs> that much of a prima donna. Who do you think I am? <laughs> like, oh, Let the me race freshen it's, up. <laughs> I was like, the race itself seemed like it was pretty good racing too. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I, we'll talk more about it. I think in a little bit, like the women's only racing, but it seemed very exciting. Did it look, does it feel exciting in it? Yeah, you're like I, I don't know there were so many Man people is, yeah. it, it looked like so I, I was like I caught you finishing like down the finish shoot and there just seemed like there were so many spectators just like so close they could touch you it's what's what's amazing about this and this is one of the reasons why I returned to this race mm-hmm. despite <laughs> a bad experience before is it's a four lap run which means you get a lot of people out in the course. Right. There are no dead sections. Like there's somebody everywhere. Um, and like just coming into the finish, it's just absolutely stunning. It's a, a recreation of like medieval architecture coming through in this little area and just so many spectators just lining the course the final bit. Um, yeah, we don't, I've never been to a US race that feels like that. No, um, no. You're like- yeah. Even the ones that you think of as big. Yeah, not really. Yeah, it's just a different spectator culture. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was, that part was pretty cool. And what's great is that a lot of people stick around Mm. until the last finishers at 10 p.m. Well, it's because it's only 10 p.m. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I gotta tell you, so Roth also is like a 10 or 10.30. And I mean, if you're slower than Sarah, by the time I got out of the med tent and out of my co-ed shower, it was already like time for, it was already like 9.30 and you're like, well, I guess I got a beer and watch this. Like, yeah. I think that helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that right, is so interesting. Can- the American yeah. culture versus the European culture on just Iron Man in general. It is such a frenzy over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I also felt like I had a lot of um, support because a lot of people did know what happened in 2019. And like, they were definitely like pushing the whole redemption thing. They were, I lap- saw a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Things on lap two did not go awesome on the run. Like I went to some dark places and I just <laughs> wanted to be like, there's no redemption. I don't know what you're talking about. This is not my race. I'm trying to survive here. Like, 
lay off people. This is too much. (laughs) (laughs) And where's Sky at in all of this? Like, was she knocking on the door? Like, is there always pressure? Yeah, that's right. Had you caught her? I mean, uh, at that point, no. Just uh, like, honestly, there for the a good part of the marathon, it just became all right. I just need to finish this thing. Right. I think that's true for I think like that's true for everyone, right? Like even even Ironman champions, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Carrie, you- I assume yeah. there was lots and lots of spectators at your race too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, four loops. That's so that's so amateur, Sarah. Totally. I know. Four it's loops. So I did 54 miles on a one mile trail this past weekend. Oh, so many spectators then. So well, that's what I'm saying. Hundreds. Yeah, yeah. There, so it, okay. I had never done anything like this before, but there it's a subculture in the trail, <laughs> in the subculture of trail running. There's another subculture of of people who love these looped course events. And mm-hmm. so generally it's about a one-mile loop. And you, so this particular event it was outside of Eugene, and they had a six hour, a 12 hour, and a 24 hour. Mm-hmm. And, um, I signed up for the 12 hour. I thought, okay, like I can, I can do it. Like I've done Ironmans within that time window. And like, so I, like I knew I I had that endurance blood, but I've never run for 12 hours straight on a one mile loop. So I had set this arbitrary goal of maybe doing 50 miles again, going hearkening back to the old 50th birthday. Um, and it was awesome. I can't even describe how, uh, just the camaraderie of people, because in all three of those distances, there were maybe 150 people total, uh, that made up the whole field. Um, and so, yeah, you just get to know everyone because you're running the same loop over and over again. And at the end of each mile, the race directors have the, like a pit area, and they've set up barbecue grills. They have refrigerators out there. They're cooking food. You can literally place an order on loop 22 for like a burger and it'll be ready for you <laughs> on your next loop around. Um, and then they had all the smorgasbord of the best trail races with Oreos and gummy uh-huh. bears and fig bars and pickles and peanut butter and jelly. So like you're never more than a mile away from absolute bliss and pleasure you know like if you just want to stop so do you stop like that's what I'm gonna say do you stop every lap no I didn't stop every lap so I tried to break it down um so the first the first stop I did was after the half marathon mark so I was like okay I just ran we started at 8 a.m I ran 13 miles and then took a break and went to the aid station. I was only carrying a handheld. I did not carry a full pack. So I had to refuel my water and take a couple of snacks. And then I tried to like not break again until about the 20 mile mark. Mm. And uh, then it started to get super hot and it got to like mid nineties. And so about every two stops I was having to, or every two laps I was having to go and refuel and do some run walking. And, um, yeah, and I got to at the six hour at the halfway point, I was at 33 miles and, and I think at one point I was like, I was still overall female lead for that distance. Oh, well, but this is kind of what Sarah, like I was like, asking, like the whole with Sarah's situation, 
at one point I got cast and, and, and like, I didn't know by who, you know, I, I, who, I, you just, you just, your brain you shuts off. You, you don't know what's going off and you don't know what, what loop somebody's on. Yeah, and, yeah. um, and then I just remember thinking the rest of the day going, this wasn't your, your goal wasn't to win this thing. Your goal was to, <laughs> you know, try to get, get this goal. And like, and then I'm like, I'm okay with second place. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then like, by the end of my run, I'm like, I'm okay with fourth place. It's <laughs> fantastic. But yeah, it was interesting. It was mind numbing, but I never hated it for one moment. I never hated it. That seems weird. I feel like every race I've hated at least half the time. I yeah. know. Yeah, Sarah's nodding. Yeah. Uh, if you're not questioning your life choices at least once, then <laughs> maybe you should have done the 24 hour. Hell yeah. no. <laughs> well, like usually my understanding of these like types of looped like time is so one, they're often like for records so that you can go for like an X number of distance for like yeah. a time. Yeah. And then you also can, it's a lot easier logistically to run multiple hour events in yeah. like one spot, right? Yes. Yeah. As a race um, director. Yeah. Yes. But they yeah. seem, other than that, they seem very, I don't know. Boring. I, yeah. You would think, <laughs> I know I queued up some good podcasts and, you know, once I got to like that six hour mark, I was at 33 miles and I was like, okay, great. I have six hours to do less than 20 miles. Like six hours to do eight, 18 miles and, and to hit my goal. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can, I can kind of cruise if I mm. want to. And, and I hit 50 with about an hour and a half left in the 12 hours. Indeed. And the race director was like, I, oh yeah. Cause no one else was stopping. <laughs> like the race director was like Back out there, Carrie, Interesting. you've got energy, keep going, you know? So yeah, it was super encouraging. I had some good podcasts queued up, but I also realized like they had to be kind they had to be like, they couldn't be podcasts that made me laugh or that mm. angered me. They had to be mm. very like neutral. Right. Oh. So I'm like, yeah, I've had this. I'm not somebody who really listens to things when I run because well, number reasons, whatever. But yeah, like running around an indoor track in the winter when you're like in the Midwest, like it's super right. So that's anyway. I was listening to something, I started like crying and I'm like running around this like 160 meter track, and I'm like, well, this is terrible. Yeah. You can't listen to super sad, like emotional podcast now uh, uh, or anything that would make me laugh. Cause I'm like, I cannot expend any additional amount of energy no. and <laughs> like, yeah. So it, highly recommend, highly recommend, but yeah, I felt like that meme that we've all probably seen. It's of a, a female and she's doing like quantum physics in her head. You know, she's like sort of looking off into the distance. And that's how I felt when I was like, okay, if I average like 15 mile, minutes a mile, cause I can walk, will I get, you know, it, yeah. it just becomes a math game after a while. Uh, honestly, if I had a similar goal, like that's totally the way I'd go about it. Mm -hmm. Like you're describing this I'm like yeah this that sounds like fun to me well now you should do one i mean i there's a difference between saying something sounds fun <laughs> and wanting to do it and actually doing it <laughs> i don't know i don't think i could get over the one mile course jocelyn i think you could i think you could <laughs> yeah no so what's what's cool is you would start noticing the small differences. Right, right. I think your brain would start queuing into that where it's, you're looking for novelty within the familiar. Like if, 
I'm sure you have running routes that you do on a regular basis. It's true. And like your brain starts seeming like, oh, that's a different car or, oh, that person did that to their garden or, you know, like you start noticing those small changes. I mean, I say them? that I used to do like run marathons on the track. Like oh, when oh, I was, oh, yeah. Oh, so, no. okay. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> I feel like there's also like some science that like when you have that familiar route, it actually makes it go faster. Like right. that. And like, yeah, because you like know how much further it is. Yeah. And like by lap, like 10, let's say you knew, I knew where every route was because the, the course, the, the route was like beautiful. So it wasn't even a mundane one mile loop. It was, it was quite shaded and there was a, a little bit of undulation. And so by, you know, loop 10, you're like, okay, that remember, don't forget that tree route there. So you're going to take the, you're going to take the right line and then you're going to go <laughs> over to the left. And, and it's like a mountain bike trail that you've done over and over again. You just know exactly what lines to take by the end of uh, the day. No, it's and... never happened to me in mountain biking. No, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a little gnome uh, that they occasionally throughout the day would just move to different places just to fuck nice. with people. Oh, <laughs> nice. I love that. I yeah. would have been freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so Carrie uh, had better yeah. snacks and she had more fun than me. That's what and I she had more out. fun. That, that's what you're hearing from this. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> but I, I didn't win the Iron Man, Man, so yeah. you still win. Yeah, but there's something we said about good snacks and good snacks. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we take a break, though, we, Jocelyn also had a big event this weekend, or rather a I don't know how you even explain an an unevent an uneventful <laughs> day, which is what I wanted. So I have been hit by a car two times while biking, um, both on July third, six years of heart, and the last time was six years ago, and the time before that was twelve years ago. So Monday, July third of this week, I went out on a bike ride and did not get hit by a car. And that was a huge win because I re- I realized just maybe a week or so ago that it was going to be like another six year anniversary of this stupid mm-hmm. thing that's happened to me twice on the same date. And I was like, maybe I should just not ride my bike. Am I jinxing myself? <laughs> I saw Sarah like raising her hand and be like, wait a second. <laughs> Why would you tempt me that way? <laughs> and then Twice. I was like, maybe I should just like drive to like the bike path that I train <laughs> on that is closed to traffic. But it was, it was like, I had the day off. It was like day before 4th of July. So me and my husband were both off work. Daycare was closed. So I was like, to maximize the time I get to spend biking, I'm just going to go out the front door. I'll go super early. I'll cover myself in lights. I'll be extra vigilant. There's still stupid drivers out there. And it was it was a little scary. I was a little nervous. And like half the time I was like a little paranoid, but then I made it home and I was super proud of myself. Interesting. I imagine it feels like you kind of got a monkey off your back too, where it's yeah. like, okay, that was just a coincidence. Yes. Like it was a really weird coincidence and it's not going to keep me from doing something I enjoy. Exactly. Because Chinese people are superstitious as hell. 
not not other people. <laughs> there. Actually, I have a I have a Puerto Rican friend who was like, as a superstitious Puerto Rican, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. That's why I do like that you kind of kind of kicked it in the balls and said, I'm gonna do this anyways. Yeah. Because my pansy self would have just been like, yeah, today's gonna be a run day. Yeah, well, you know what it starts like freaking. So okay, so I went down this hole about like some research a couple of years ago about um like stress correlating with injuries, like emotion, because the problem was like, when you're stressed out, you then do little things that end up causing you to like crash or freak. So I would be like, Oh my God, I'm so freaked out about this. I'm going to do something that like causes a problem. You know what I'm saying? That's true. You're manifesting sort of in a way, but you're you're creating the stress that leads to poor decisions or Mm -hmm. not thinking properly. (laughs) So Kelly, it's a good thing you didn't tell this to Jocelyn last week because yeah, <laughs> maybe you would be having a very different discussion right now. <laughs> but it's how did. long was how long was your bike ride, Jocelyn? That's a good question. Um, it was two hours, like okay. thirty-five miles, which I then realized is the longest bike ride I've done all year. <laughs> so. I mean, you were tempting it all. You were yeah. just oh, like, man. that's oh, right, cars. Yeah. <laughs> Show me what you got, Tesla. <laughs> oh man! All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more about racing, and then I want to hear your bucket list races. All right, Sid. This is our last Sid talks before we take a mini break, and uh, racing was pretty exciting this weekend. It was. Yeah. And I actually, because my sleep pattern's all over the place still at the moment. I'm not sure whether it's still jet lag or brain in, brain stuff or whatever. Uh, I actually got to kind of could stay up and watch the start of the swim in Frankfurt and then watch the the women in the next the next morning on the run. So, yeah, it was uh, that. And then uh, and then catch up on kind of there was Challenge Rolsey and uh, Andorra 70.3 as well. So, yeah, it was a good, good weekend of racing. Yes, yeah, so obviously our Sarah True won uh, in Frankfurt, but it was also, it was an exciting race. I felt like it was a lot of like dynamics, women's only racing kind of opens it up there. Like you yeah. see a lot more stuff. Yeah, I would. And I would just say this, I would, when it is women only racing and I, it'd be great to hear Sarah's opinion. And I don't think, I hope it, I don't think it affected the finish line um, re, uh, response or applause or whatever it is for her crossing the line. But I did notice as she crossed the line, there was already kind of an age group male in the back shots like lying down having already finished and I'm like come on guys if we're taking this seriously and it's a women only race give them enough time and it's also in Frankfurt it was non-wetsuit for the pros wetsuit for the the age groupers but let's put enough time so that actually the women are crossing the line first like legit it's their day that should be what it is and there should be enough gap but anyway it'll be interesting to see what Sarah's uh, take on it and the swim because that apparently looked that was some interesting coverage on the yeah. and talking talking to Lauren Brandon as well. She was like, "Yeah, that was that was an interesting, interesting start to the day." <laughs> it's uh, I think it's just more exciting, like when it's women's racing because it changes the dynamics of the race too. Yeah, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. totally. And we had like it was great to see like the the women who were a bit further behind out the water like really attack mm-hmm. on the bike, and then obviously that had consequences for some of them. And then we saw some new names coming through. Um, although I do still find it funny that there were a couple of rookies, but there are a couple of athletes that like I've raced with them in Roth like years and years ago, but obviously because can't mention other races and brands that sort of like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. but anyway, but yeah, 
but yeah um, it was good be keen good. to hear what sarah said and congratulations to sarah as well and then obviously you mentioned there was andor 70.3 which is only i mean i don't think any of us i'll have to do a little map point to where andor is but i yes. think it's only super big because jan finally won one yes. ashley gentle is ashley gentle. it's basically like jan it's where he's been living and training so it's mm-hmm. his back backyard race and then ashley has been in andorra's training as well spending a lot of time so effectively it was her uh backdoor race a backyard race um yeah andorra yeah you have to do a little pin andorra is in the pyrenees in between france and spain it's its own little country but it's a lot where a lot of the pro cyclists and pro triathletes now are going for altitude training from girona it seems like a very hard 70.3 is what i got from the time yeah i think so um pretty much i mean andorra itself is interesting because it's literally built on kind of the side of a, a mountain hmm. so andorra you can stay in several different places and in, in andorra and be at completely different elevations and be it in a different valley to you know ashley might be in a different valley to yan sort of thing hmm. it's that kind of place um but yeah it looks pretty tough yeah um obviously good to see Jan uh yep. winning again i don't i mean i I don't know if it's good or not. He knows how to win. He's won he a lot of things, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, it's always nice before we get to the big racing of the year. Yeah. Well, I think it, I think it means a lot to him mm-hmm. to get a win again. Like he's come back and done, you know, the PTO and then Hamburg and it was great to see him on coming back and, but it perhaps didn't go maybe as well the way he was hoping, or I'm sure would have wanted to. Um, so to see him sort of, crossing line first again I think is pretty special um Ash just doing Ash things um although notably beating Emma Pallant so that's that's a pretty big um but I think would have been because Ash has been training on those roads probably I think they ran about the same so I think it was probably the bike leg I think it was the descending too is what uh, they seem to they seem to suggest and then we were saying obviously that all this all of this really matters because we're getting into the big races after so we're going to take a break for two weeks here I'm going on vacation neither of us has any idea what's going on in the world but when we get back we have big racing when we get back lots of big racing it's kind of steamroll just quickly Imogen Simmons well done Mm Walshie because she's had a tough couple of years as well so she's back to winning and beating Lucy Hall and Lucy Byram so two awesome athletes and Freddie Funk got his hat trick of wins in Walshie but yeah when we get back it's kind of snowballing very quickly into championship season with sort of uh, there's a couple more Ironman qualifiers and then it's Paris test event or well a few more WTS Hamburg and Paris test event and then we're very much like PTO US Open Asian Open 7.3 Worlds and then it's Nice Ironman World Championships and then up the Kona and then it's kind of like the oh shit it's the end of the year again kind of I yeah I was telling my parents I was like oh because they live in Milwaukee I was like oh yeah well, I'll be there in like about a month for us open and they're like oh when are you going to paris i was like in about a month they're like yeah they're like a week apart it's yeah. all yeah yeah it's all it's all yeah. there yeah <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> it'll work out Lord hopefully God. hopefully uh, everyone's getting a little break here in july yeah. a little i mean i want to say it's like slowing down a little bit but it's not but it's, yeah i mean there aren't that many races in the u.s to be fair at the moment or, or even actually generally i mean europe i think is just like this year has taken off with races like challenge. You've got a stack of races in Europe, but so, have, so as Ironman over like half distance and fools, it just seems that that seems to be this, the hub and the focus of where, where most of the racing seems to be. America seems to have sort of retracted a little bit, at least from a pro, a pro perspective. Right. Um, but yeah, I think then, so maybe a bit of downtime now, and then we're going to 
ramp up big time coming to end of July and into August, September, October. Right, so what are you most looking forward to? Well, what are you most looking forward to over a break? And then after we get back? Um, I'm mostly looking forward to trying to actually build up some proper training and actually <laughs> feel better and make some steps forward and not feel like a completely useless. It's so like, I was laughing a girl, one of the other girls in our squad has got a stress fracture. So she's on crutches. So she crutches into the pool and gets all the sympathy. Like, can I help you? You know, do you need a help with your bag and all of this? And I walk in like, and you know, we're in the lane today and everyone's like, it's the first time I've actually done, I guess, a proper a session. Yeah. Like I've been swimming and the most I've built up to so far was two and a half K, but it's all been very low. There's no time repeat. And today I was going to do like the first half of the session with the squad, but that meant part of it was going to be sort of on timed repeats and yes not nowhere near where I was but still a start and the two people I was in a lane with well one bless her it was her first sort of she's an age grouper but first session back having not been training but she basically got shafted because she had to leave the lane but then the other guy it was like oh I'm really tired today and it's like I've got a head injury and I have not been swimming and I don't even know if I'm going to make 500 here like on this time repeat so no, I'm not leading the lane sort of thing. Right, right. Um, but and, but they don't, there's no going back. It's like uh, the girl on crutches, like it's a visual and everyone right. sees it and it's like, oh, how are you doing? And when you go off the crunches, whereas as you know, with a head injury, no one sees it. You don't have a side across. Or I, I do make some stupid mistakes maybe, but um, I don't know whether that people just think that's normal and I'm back to, back to normal or not. <laughs> oh right. what are you looking for and then when we get back yeah. what is your what is your biggest what's on your what have you circled oh heck it's just I think I think I'm a bit like you hadn't really registered that we're then into mm-hmm. races I'm intrigued intrigued about Paris because it's obviously that will um confirm up some of the Olympic spots for for the teams so the test event and then you know, gosh, it's everything, isn't it? It's just as being a sports, a sports nut. Excited to see how the PTO races go, two new venues, and then it's obviously championship season. So, yeah, no, I booked I'm all my stuff. Just excited about sports, triathlon. And at the moment, it's like the Giro d'Italia, or it's not. That's the wrong name for the women. The Giro Don, Giro Don, whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, which has had some like the first day was cancelled because of rain, and then Tour de France. Apparently, I need to catch up with that because that's gone crazy. It's Wimbledon tennis as well, which I've not seen. I'm struggling to watch one. I'm not on screen time that much, but also trying to find access of how I watch these sports in in the US. Need to get better on that. And again, it's just capacity of my brain that I'm like, I can't do the technology. Can't do it. No, (laughs) I am. uh, I'm going to be all about the World Cup in about two weeks. So, oh, of course, like the football. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, they've got that adding in, of course, Mm -hmm. and that's going to be. Actually, we might not be too bad on time zones for that. No, you're being be in Australia, it's New gonna Zealand. Be completely awful. All the games are at like 3 a.m. Oh, because they're in the evening in yeah. Australia, New Zealand. Yes, they're not in the morning. Yeah, it's gonna be shit. It's gonna be pretty yeah. bad. Uh, I'm so not I'm that. Just not I'm sleep for like. It's funny because <laughs> off the back of the Euros last year, like there was this huge buzz and momentum in the UK with the lionesses, but actually quite a lot of our that team are injured, and are yeah. injured, which is a real shame because it just feels as that energy about women's sport and all that positivity I think it'll still be there and once it gets going although the time zones won't help but just with those key players not being or a lot of the key players not being there I think the line I don't know whether it's going to be the same for the lionesses I'm not sure yeah 
I have a lot of thoughts about this. They would take yes. up more than our more than our ten minutes. Next here. time, and, next and time, we're, we're only a some balls uh, podcast yeah. here. So yes, yeah. that's right. All right. Well, we're gonna take our break. I'm gonna go to Alaska. You're gonna recover. It's gonna be fantastic. No training. Do sleeping. Training and sleeping. And it's then funny. I'm back. actually I'm actually being like a proper pro and actually taking naps in the day. <laughs> Never done it before in my life. There you go. All right, and then we'll be back with more Sid talks in two weeks. Thanks, Kelly. All right, Sarah. Sid's question. All women's only racing. Do you like it? And then are you annoyed by the like six age group guys who get mixed in with you? I'll finish ahead of you. Okay, okay, okay. So there's so much to unpack with this question. Yeah, um, I know. A lot of the Iron Man branded pro races this year are men's only, women's only races. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that's because Iron Man's hurting financially. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we only have to pay half the prize money. Wait, wait, wait. Do they only pay half? Because it used to just be double. Like that was one of the, the first year they did it. It was actually like double. And that was what was really nice. Like it was like kind of... Se- but now it's not. I don't think so. No, 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 no. no. Um, yeah. Maybe they check just like clear. Did the check clear? Yeah. <laughs> maybe that was like yeah. a maybe that was like a miscalculation the first two years because I remember that was a thing. No, no. Hmm. I it's it's um yeah it's half. okay okay yep. yeah. So my guess is that's why they're doing it. Uh, the upside is that we do get more media focus at these races. Um, yeah, because let's be honest, if like Jan and Sebi and Patrick Langa had all raced Frankfurt, right. Right. I would be chopped liver. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm just like slightly chopped liver. No, um, <laughs> but like, yeah, so that's the that's what's nice is that we probably got more time on German TV. Um I don't know. I don't watch German TV. I was racing, so I don't know what the coverage was like. But I would only assume. Uh, I think the downside is that it makes for more boring coverage because you're not toggling between the two races. Um, so that's that's probably not great. And also, I really enjoy having the men there racing. Um, yeah, like in the Ironman, especially of a, a course like Frankfurt. Uh, when I've raced before, I'd like, look to the other side of the river and be like, oh, what's going on over there? I see, I see like the lead bike. Like what is, what's happening in the men's race right now? And I don't know, just hanging out with the guys. I like them. Uh, it just, yeah, I enjoy their company. So I, I think part of the reason that, they had more this yeah. year, by the way, though, is because they also needed to clear slots at different speeds. Like they need to clear mm. men's slots. They needed mm. like more men's races sooner and more women's, you know what I mean? So I think yeah. that's part of the reason they split them Um. also. Yeah. No, that, uh, make, that makes sense. Yeah. But I would be shocked if there wasn't a financial component. Sure. Because it, you know it feels, and obviously feelings are, this is not data. Um, <laughs> so if somebody wants to crunch the numbers, but it feels as though there are fewer race opportunities for pros um this year i think there's less foals overall this year um okay as a side point yeah that i also haven't crunched the numbers i just was like looking for one that fit my criteria and i was like oh yeah there yeah but you know what i think about the okay to your point like it's more fun to see the men but then you know like okay like pick like a random half marathon you do right and you might be like whatever the seventh woman or something but you're surrounded by men right 
And then when you do like the occasional research, you're like all by yourself. And you're like, oh, this must be what like the fat, like the seventh guy feels like all the time. Like this is actually what like they are always seeing, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've had that revelation a few times where I'm like, oh, like, yeah, it's more, it's like in some ways, yeah, it's nicer to have like 20 age group guys to pace off. But then I'm like, eh, like, oh, this is like what if I was at the front of the race, it would actually be like, you know. Well, I, the guys I draft, like, you know, getting in their draft zone and screwing up the bike logistics. <laughs> I I did have so what what's what is fun is before the race, I was talking to Lauren Brandon. And, you know, one of the best swimmers in the sport. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I kind of miss, like, not passing the guys in the swim. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, I've gotten to pass some guys in the swim. And you're like, oh, that's not good. Because you started five minutes before me. <laughs> oh, don't For worry. Sure. They're going to, you know, arrow wheel their butt. And they're going to try to pass you on the bike, of course. You know, I what is kind of sad is I like I've passed some pro men on the bike and run. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. Usually they're having a bad day. Yeah. yeah. One would hope. Well, and but Sid made reference in her Sid talks about that there was at least there's a couple of age groupers, yeah, guy on the ground at the finish line. Like, are you even cognizant that that's happening, or do you just do you you care? It's it's only annoying when you're struggling, Mm -hmm. and like they come in and they have like lap two energy (laughs) when you're on like lap four. And they just are so pumped to get some camera time. And they're like oh. chatting with you and like. <laughs> and I went perspective. I'm like, okay. And it was funny is that like, I've actually gotten in, uh, I've gotten some, some people sending me messages and like screenshots from the TV of them running with me. Like, yeah. <laughs> This was awesome. I got a few of those after this weekend. Oh, and we're like, I ran with you for like two minutes. I'm like, Ugh. you're like, I don't remember. During the that. race, I was probably annoyed, but this is actually kind of cute. Like, it's kind of charming. It is endearing because you're like, you know, that that was awesome for them. Like, they were pumped that their kid <laughs> back at home. Because I, I talk uh, after after the race, I talked to. So one of the guy when some man who at breakfast in my hotel and it was his first Iron Man. For a while he was running with um the woman who got fourth. And I guess uh he was he was just excited because the camera was there. Um and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna go on YouTube and I'm gonna find that clip and I'm gonna show it to my kids. Like, how can you how can you not be charmed by that, right? <laughs> That's, that's flattering. Just, it's it's so lovely. Like yeah, he's gonna that's... show it to his kids. Like daddy's on TV. Ugh, just wait till the day comes when people are allowed to like carry their cell phones on the run course. And there's gonna be selfies <laughs> while you're racing. People are just gonna run up and like no, I, let's just that will never happen. Hopefully, knock on wood. That would it's, be distracting. It's really just the the guys with like lap one energy yeah, who are yeah. like, mm-hmm. come on, pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you also like, i mean and then they say, start dropping off pace and you're yeah, like, yeah yeah shit you're annoying <laughs> i was like you also had a clear finish shoot like you didn't have anyone 
you know, sprinting ahead of you to take the tape. And I've seen that happen. Like for sure. So these, I did Placid one year when it was like a women's only, and there was like one guy and Heather Jackson. It was like, come on, just let Heather take the tape here. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it, it can be, there, there are times where men have definitely finished mm-hmm. and uh, ruins the photo for yeah. the lead woman. Yeah. That's just poor form. Did you get to Is keep it? the tape? That's a good question. Uh, I didn't ask. ask? I <laughs> Wait, how many? Maybe. Okay, you won what? You won three mm-hmm. Iron Mans, right? Mm-hmm. Did you keep the tape of any of them? Mm-mm. Oh, man. No. We got to get you some tape. Somebody was actually really upset because they won their age group and she wanted a piece of my finish line tape from, <laughs> I think, Eagle Man last year. Okay. And she messaged me. She's like, Can I have a piece of the finish line tape? I'm like, Sorry, I don't have it. She's like, oh, But I really wanted a piece because I was so happy that I won my. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what I. Well, what's amazing is there was a lot of steps that were going to have to take place. Like you were going to have yeah. to trim the tape, probably sign it, drop and it also, in the mail, <laughs> like get it wait, to her. That's funny. I you don't have any. She wanted it signed. She, she, oh, she yeah, wanted okay. to sign it herself. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. If I, yeah. Done it. Come on. Come on. Dude, that's funny. Right. You don't have one. I'm pretty sure. So my husband won the Taz 30.3 when it was an age group only race. Mm-hmm. Um. And he definitely, we definitely have that tape somewhere. But I think that's because he like passed out and tipped over on top of it. And they just sort of like carried him with it into the vet tent. Because we definitely have it. So that's what you have to do to get your tape. There you go. I, I think it's been offered to me. Mm. Huh. Yeah. But I don't know. Like we just have like a, I don't, we're, we're trying not to accumulate too much. Oh, sure. Clutter yeah. threshold. That feels yeah. like if I was going to, that feels very Sarah and Ben. Like if I <laughs> yeah declutter you know, your life oh, we have lots of clutter it's just not like sport clutter in that kind of way yeah toddler clutter yeah. oh <laughs> talk about we have like 50 cars 50 toys cars just all over yeah we have a lot of toddler clutter <laughs> see i'd be like the mom that would have in hawk's bedroom I almost said nursery, but he's like, you know, 12 now or something, but like, I like would totally be the trim around the wall of his bedroom, like every finish line tape. The finish like, tape. Yeah, between you and bed. What's, what's awesome is he already thinks that I'm pretty uh, I'm amazing. So like, I don't need to, uh, you know, reinforce it. <laughs> I know it's only going to last another year or so, so I'm just right. enjoying it while it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. I feel like I have to put, I feel like Frankfurt's on my list now, but I've been trying to decide, uh, you know, you know, like I'm start. you start, I'm sure we don't have Khadijah with us this week. She plans her right. life out like five years in advance, Yeah, but I'm, I'm like starting to think about this fall and I want to know what are some bucket list races you guys have? Cause I only have a couple. So what are your guys' bucket lists? No, I want to hear yours. I'm you, like, like my only, start bucket list, my only, cause I've already done like a I've already done a lot of things now. So my only bucket list <laughs> is what I would I would like to do UTMB because I think that looks awesome. And I would like to do Comrades because I think it looks awesome. And Patagonia Man seems kind of I also really want to do the Attilo Attilo World Championships, but I need to find the right partner. So that's a whole other thing. You've done just an Attilo. Yeah. Who is your partner? 
uh, Sarah Gross one time. <laughs> and we, uh, got, she would not do it with me again. We did get lost slightly in the middle of an island. And then Leslie Miller. And I've been trying to like bully her into doing it again, which is always a good way to get a partner. Bullying? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I feel like there are other, then I was like, what are the other, what other bucket list races are there? Hmm. Like, what are your guys's? I just want, I want to do just a flat marathon. Like, no, <laughs> no that's swimming. like actually achievable, you know? Yeah. Like no swim or bike beforehand. <laughs> I was it's like, you know, you could just like sign up for that. Like that's doable. You could, you could do it on the track. Or on a one mile course. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I would do it on a one mile course before a track. <laughs> There's something that seems like yeah. just the start. I've never done a Big start with mm. thousands and thousands mm. of people. Wait, have you not done a standalone marathon? I think no. that's what we're getting here. She uh, actually has not done. I've never done a standalone marathon. And that okay. just seems really I know is that a really lame bucket list item no it's just no. highly achievable you know how some people like are like i have these life goals and you're like my life goals to go to alaska and you're like we can make that happen that is an achievable <laughs> yeah. no it, that's like, actually more like my life goal is to go to maine right <laughs> <New Hampshire. laughs> sorry you can do that in three hours you can definitely do that yeah <laughs> Well, and I think you should do, Sarah, I think you should do like something like the St. George Marathon, which is the antithesis of the St. George Ironman. Oh, yeah. it's like net, net downhill. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could yes. be a quad buster, but mm-hmm. I hear it's fast. Blazing fast. Yeah. I say that and I've not done it. I don't know no, if it's a bucket but, list, but no, certainly it's a bucket list. The, re- list. the real subtext is like, I want to have a faster marathon than my older brother. Oh, okay. And so what's his VR? Ooh, I think he's gone sub two fifty or two forty-five. Okay, so you'd have to like you know, you'd have to try. Yeah, I'd have to try. (laughs) But that's why I'm like, yeah, downhill marathon. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, George. Maybe that's the one. Check. (laughs) All right. Now I'm just creating a bucket list for you because it's like now. I think you should do Olympic trials in the marathon. <laughs> She's like, no, you're like, it's already being done. But <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, all I care about is like, you know, beating my brother. Right. She That's doesn't need I- to go those extra seven minutes faster. Okay. No. <laughs> right. 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 So I have, I've always wanted to do the Big Sur marathon. Mm. And I mean, now that I don't, live in California anymore there's all these awesome races in California that I haven't ever done like I've never done dipsy although I would probably do there's like a quadruple dipsy yeah it's not don't do that one (laughs) and I like so I like the more challenging courses uh I have done half of the San Francisco marathon because you know there's the option yeah you can do it in halves but I, I probably banded it too. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, I used to have Kona on my bucket list when I was like a young age grouper. And then I went pro before I went to Kona. And then they kept changing how you qualify. And then when I retired from pro triathlon, I was like, I am never flying anywhere with my bike ever mm. again. I don't really have a desire to do Kona. I also was like, okay, I have to do it once. I don't have a desire to do it again until I'm like 70. And then I just want to be one of those like 
badass 72 year olds. That's my goal. But I do really want to do Nice next year, even though like not like, well, I just want to like do it as like, because I think it'll be a really cool big deal. But apparently I need to do one before then to qualify. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of wish that you could still qualify doing a half. Okay, you can. I went down a hole yesterday. You can at Hawaii 70.3. And this may be my ticket because otherwise (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do. Is it the the Hanu one? Yeah. Is that the only one now? Uh, and like one in China. I think there's only a couple. Wow. I, I thought they eliminated those. All right. Well, the Hawaii one is supposed to be obviously to keep Hawaii, like for Hawaiian, re- like all the Hawaiian. <laughs> obviously the that, like, <laughs> yeah. Obviously that doesn't make sense for Nice, like, but they still have some other spots for age groupers. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would, and I, so I still, I, I would still have Kona on my bucket list just because okay. it's, gotta try it's, it once. Yeah. it's the unattainable thing for me as an age grouper, unless I just can, consistency and longevity would be the only things that would get me there at this point. Although since depending on how long they keep the races separate, they are, they are rolling down yeah. a lot. It's so, it's so expensive. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it's like, I almost feel like, damn it, this would have been my year if I oh, wanted definitely. to try to qualify to, to get a chance at, you know, a roll down spot. But I would say, uh, in the triathlon world, like Alp Duez and Roth, mm. I think are two, two bucket lists for me. Um, the Alp then, Duez triathlon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I I've done that sort of, sort of, did, did you, you band at that, that one, one probably? <laughs> well, <laughs> It was when I was doing one of my training camps with like the Brett Sutton crew and we lived in Switzerland and we biked from wherever we were in Switzerland to Alpe d'Huez and then did the triathlon there. Mm. But my bike broke in the morning. So I did the swim and then I did the run two times. (laughs) because it was supposed to be a half marathon so I did it twice because I didn't do the bike okay I I'm surprised Brett didn't make you run up run the run the bike yeah 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 it sounds about right it sounds yeah yeah you know like I like made up some crazy workout one time I was like oh well Sutton probably would make you do like and I made up something insane and and someone was like oh yeah we know you did that I was like oh yeah do like 20 by two miles like and they were like oh yeah like yeah the 40, the 40 on the track yep the yeah. 42 <laughs> times 800 yeah. with no, 200 yeah, rest yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh like, my yeah. god yeah. it's so crazy I bet it's uh, is it hard to imagine thinking back on that like that that things. Jocelyn had that mindset yeah it feels like a different person yeah I just make prosthetic legs now and I have a two and a half year old so such a, like my you were you were asking what we're doing the next couple of weeks. My goal mm-hmm. is to train more than four hours a week. I'm aiming for like there seven to eight, and I'll be this, good. This week, you already got two hours on Monday. That's right. Okay. That's right. Nice, nice. You. Can I did ask everybody what they were going to do for the because we're taking a two week break now, and it's very. I feel like is it not is it just me or like around here everybody is like disappeared like it's very vacation heavy. So what is everyone doing for their, their two week break? I have to write a couple papers and do a presentation. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
I just got back from vacation. Buzzkill over there. (laughs) I mean, that's genuinely what I have to do next week. And you just got all your training and racing in. So now you get to sit down and write papers. (laughs) Yeah. This is embarrassing. I'll go ahead and throw my throw my life on the line for this one. But next week, I'm actually flying to uh, kind of your neck of the woods, Kelly, Livermore, California, mm. um, to see Debbie Gibson in concert. Okay. I was going to say, are you going to that amphitheater out there? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> is this still part of the 50th celebration? <laughs> it's a year-long celebration. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I'm like 50 going on 13 so nice. yeah yeah is she so, playing at that like winery it's like a winery amphitheater out there I don't even think so it's like the I I think it's a little theater in town like yeah okay. I mean, by amphitheater I mean not a big but I mean there's a winery that was that was the key that, well <laughs> that is the key phrase if that's the case home run yes yeah but <laughs> Yeah. I it, the, and ironically, July 13th, which is when I'm going to see her, marks the exact day that I saw her for the first time 35 years ago. Wow. <laughs> I, how do you okay. even know okay, that? Do okay. you still have the ticket stub? <laughs> That's what I was about to say. You guys were making fun of this guy for having like some photos in his garage. She has like memorized the date of her concert. <laughs> This is a whole separate podcast that has to take place. <laughs> this is really amazing. Yeah. Just ask any other other feisties about my my little Debbie Gibson fanaticism. Okay. They'll fill you in. <laughs> Sarah, I, was, I I no, I just I don't know how you remember that date. Like that. It was in her diary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ticket stub hung on my bedroom wall for about five years when I was a teenager. So, yeah. Okay. My world seems so boring compared to flying and seeing Debbie Gibson 35 yeah. years. That's amazing. <laughs> Kelly, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to Alaska. Uh, That's not a vacation spot. Yeah, it is. Okay. Why is it not a vacation? So <laughs> bring, bring your eye mask. Honestly, you your eye mask. Yeah, we gotta do that. Exactly. It's the sleep aspect of the summer that that's true. We gotta have the eye. But everybody keeps being like, oh my God, that's so crazy. And you're like, it's not like I'm taking a Alaska Airlines commercial flight from Seattle. Like it's not like <laughs> that fucking nuts, to be clear. <laughs> to go to Alaska. It's not like you're going to Alaska to do the Iron Man in Alaska. Yeah. No, <laughs> right, we're like, right. I don't know, going to a bunch of islands. So. Same I just way. have, I think people may have a mental image like I do that you're like hanging out with like grizzly bears yeah. and like fighting them for salmon, you know, standard, yeah. standard Alaskan, standard Alaskan stuff. things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will. The, the Airbnb we read, it did say like, don't bother the bears. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. Are you renting no, that a car? Cuts- no, we're taking, you can't get anywhere by car. Like everything's like boats. Oh, Okay. Because like, when I went with my sister, we rented a car. I think we did Anchorage. She mm, did a, see, we're she doing did a marathon there. But all the all the regular cars were taken, and you could only get these ginormous pickup trucks. Yes. And she got a speeding ticket, so don't speed. Well, I was just saying, like, Juno is all, like, islands, so it's all boats. So okay. there's really no point. Because yeah. oh, that so. actually sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's been a long time coming, like we've been waiting for my husband's work to like him to change. So we've been like, we need to go on vacation for like a year now. Since I quit my job a year ago, I've been like, we need to go on vacation. So. Oh, like, well-deserved. Yeah. Well-deserved. 
Did you time this with like the feisty two week break? No, everyone's just on vacation in July because <laughs> like, it's just a coincidence. It's just how it goes. All right, I'm Jocelyn, just... <laughs> what, are, what are you up to? I'm just living my regular life and it's not a vacation. It's like a vacation for everyone else, but I'm going to try to train eight hours a week. Okay. Yay. Okay. And not four. So the training. All right. Yeah. I respect that. Because I have the Delaware State Championships coming up. That's true. That's you got right. to be ready for right. those. Yeah. yeah. But, the, but right. I guess the real question is, 8 p.m. East Coast time, when we normally record on Wednesday, what will you be doing instead? Your one-hour vacation uh... from your feisty obligation. <laughs> <laughs> what will I be doing? Not I will not be training. No, no, I don't train it at night. No. No, maybe getting an extra hour of sleep. Who knows? Jocelyn and I will be like zooming each other just because we miss, you know, chatting with one another so much. Well, just to stay away from our kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is my one hour you get from you. I was like, yeah, you guys like didn't tell your significant others. You're, you're like, oh no, I got to still podcast. Yeah, I got to get my wine. Like, Wednesday at 8 p.m. You're putting her to sleep. <laughs> I noticed Amazing. the line, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> These podcasts right. now last three hours. Oh my God. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird how that works. <laughs> um, all right, Sarah, what is your random question to close this out? It was, were you going to do it this week or was Carrie? Did we decide? I totally forgot. Um, I can come up with one and Carrie doesn't have one. Oh, I don't, I don't Ooh. have one. Ooh. Um, oh my goodness. Okay. Like, oh no. Okay. Oh, I do have right. one. Okay, go ahead, if, Sarah. If you were... Because you mentioned Debbie Gibson. If you're in an 80s movie, which 80s movie would you want to be in? Like want to be in or like seems like, accurate? You're like, yeah, totally. This this world, this John Hughes world right. of Breakfast Club. I was like, going to say Breakfast Club, yeah. Just, you would yeah. want to be stuck in detention with those no films. but i that's why i said like that's like i wouldn't want to but that seems accurate you know like okay. which movie would you end up being in you're like yeah breakfast club yeah i think you that's know? kind of the default answer like, <laughs> any R- molly ringwald movie right for sure right. what year did the chipmunk adventure come out oh my god <laughs> <laughs> do you guys remember sandlot was sandlot like the early 90s actually Ooh, it was the early 90s I love that. What movie. about also... Back to the Future? Because I really like oh, Back to the Future. There you that's go. A, that's, that's great. That's yeah. that's firmly in the eighties. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say Goonies. It... Okay, Goonies. Goonies. Oh, I would say Footloose or Dirty Dancing. Okay, okay. as like an extra, just that's in one extra. of the dance scenes. <laughs> like, oh, it's or that camp? The, yeah. the fancy summer camp fancy for camp. sure. Yeah. Totally. Like, yeah. Or I'm always whatever. I'm I'm always like the the. Um, Janine Garofalo like I'm always like the witty sidekick in every okay. movie like you don't want to be baby oh no. hell no nobody wants to be no, baby yeah <laughs> what about yeah. never mind but the, okay the fancy summer camp in dirty dancing mm-hmm. do you guys is this like a thing like do you guys do people's kids go off or do families go off for like month-long summer like camps where you guys are I've heard oh. that you can actually go to that camp. To that camp, okay. In the Catskills, and it's but the like the lake is the lake is drought. It's it's dry oh. now. Oh, but yeah, I think you can go have like a dirty dancing weekend there. Nice, nice. Okay. 
I just went down this hole with summer camps recently and I was like, is this a thing other places? Because we I went to one as a kid, but only briefly anyway. I really wanted to go to camp, but I have very overprotective parents. Mm. And so I really they finally let me go to band camp like in middle school. And then I got the chicken pox. See, they were right, Jonathan. You. Oh, those parents. All right, well, you guys are gonna, we're going to miss everybody for the next two weeks. Yeah, it gives, it gives me a couple weeks to think up a question for next time. Uh-oh. <laughs> Although, let's be honest, I come up with these things last minute. Hence the orcas with fish on their head. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another week of Wayfair Writing. Thank you, Carrie, for joining us. Thank you, guys. Who knows who our next special guest will be? We don't know. But tune in for... Our next surprise. My time, none of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with, oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year. And I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. Try hard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're gonna need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of Try Hard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now, too, for anyone who wants to try, you know, (laughs) try Try Hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the Try Hard products with the code 20FEISTY, that's 20FEISTY, for 20% off store-wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20FEISTY for 20% off at tryhard.co. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a new Feisty Try sponsor. Precisely because of their commitment to education and to making sure that all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like, did you know women often underfuel and more typically complain about gel consistency, which I know I personally like really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. But the most important thing is to test all of this yourself. And that's why you can use Precision Sweat Testing Spreadsheet to do your own testing and to calculate your own sweat loss. And look, like I know that can sound intimidating. I also was, uh, but it's really super manageable. When you enter your numbers into their formula, it spits out how much sweat you lose, how much sodium, and then you can calculate and figure out what works for you. And then you can book your totally free consultation with their sports scientists who will walk you through your own race plan. 
You can find all of this information and a ton more on female fueling, hydration, things to know in the Precision Fuel and Hydration Knowledge Hub on their website. And you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and their specially formulated flow gel, which is made just for how people fuel in long course triathlon. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP, the number 15, like feisty triathlon pods or like functional threshold power. FTP15 at pfandh.com.